Welcome to Jim's BBQ. Can I take your order? That's kind of funny. I didn't. I it didn't. I didn't put it together. His last name is Carp, and he found shrimp. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute. Was, we were like, and then you were like, like "What's your then name?" Then you made what? a joke about Danielle Fischel. Yeah, and I'm like, Fischel. That sounds really fishy. You made <laughs> you made the follow up joke, Dylan. Yeah. I can just picture Jim being like, "You gonna do with that bullshit?" Go give them a piece of your fucking mind, dude. You're like I'll fucking go to your for Oh, okay. Does he does he look like Lyle Love it? <laughs> Interesting. She likes watching that guy. He does all sorts of weird recipes on TikTok. Was he the guy that drank like the like the straight alcohol? I don't know. I feel like somebody showed, maybe Sarah showed it to me. He like, it was him or somebody else. They, they did a sample of like, uh, oh, maybe actually, no, I think it was a guy on YouTube. I just found it was, he did like, a he, he tasted Everclear and he did like, it was, he's a sommelier. That's what it was. He was a sommelier and, uh, due to COVID, obviously he didn't really have work. So he did this YouTube channel here. Let me see if I can find it. I'll just share it with the group. It's, it's funny. Just Van Meyer here, sommelier from home. Well, my popular request, we are doing it folks. Everclear. 190 proof, 95% alcohol. No flavors, no frills, just potential blindness. You've been asking for it, and I put on my Sunday best to do it for you. Here we are, folks. Am I nervous? Maybe. Am I intimidated? I'd be a madman not to be. Here's my review. I hope you enjoy it. Everclear. Let's do it. Hmm. Distilled from American grain, at least it's patriotic. Made in the USA, the highest quality. 95% alcohol by volume. With the price point, I was worried, but now that they tell me it's the highest quality, well, that has alleviated some of my fears. Let's open her up. It's alcohol. It's straight alcohol. I smell alcohol. Alcohol. Notes of alcohol. Be very fortunate if I was trying to clean a wound to have this on hand. I remove some paint with it. I've already killed some brain cells just smelling it. Kill some more. You can feel it. Yep. It's clear. It's clear. <laughs> Nothing to see. The only reason you would drink this is on a dare. And I would rather tell the truth. You'd probably get 20 miles to the gallon on this. Let's taste it. I just feel the fumes coming off of uh, my mouth. What does it taste like? Tastes like pain? Tastes like casual. Tastes like pain. It's like the indifference of the abyss. They say, you stare long enough into the abyss, the abyss stares back. It just hurts and it's straight alcohol. And I can't feel my tongue. And my gums are numb. I can't feel them. I would expect this is what bleach is like in the mouth. I feel flammable right now. My mouth feels flammable. Everything hurts. Whew. One more just to see if I get any varietals from it. Just trying to breathe out the fumes. Breathe the fumes out of my mouth. That's intense, folks. Mm. Starting to get used to it. You know, good thing I cleared out my calendar for the day. I actually feel like now I'm disinfected. I don't want to start any conspiracies, but I feel like I've cured COVID. 
top to bottom, baby. Ooh, really constricted. Get out of the jacket. <laughs> I've had that much. That's not a lot. I think. This is that much. You can pair it with black holes and death metal. You don't want to eat within Ooh. three hours on either side of this stuff. So, no eating. This is the highway shortcut to inebriation. It's fast, baby. If I don't get a million views for this, I, I quit. I'm going to adjust the scale a little bit. We're going to go from zero to 190 today. I'm celebration of 190 proof, and I'm giving it a 12. That's lower than what it would be out of 100, but I don't care. I mean, I'll, I'll, do it. I'll have some more. I can't have any more. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that made me laugh. Kathy, keep that cat out of here. What the fuck? Trying to podcast. 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 Jen, it's your turn. Oh. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do it right? Sure. Sure. Hello and welcome to episode 197 of Jim's PBQ Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Dylan, and I'm happy to see that Jim is back again. Back Tag again. team back again. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, <laughs> there it <laughs> is. Oh my god. <laughs> shaka laka shaka laka. pretty damn good though, dude. Scoop, there it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know if I was going to make it or not, Dylan. Oh, yeah? Oof. Rough times, man. Rough times. Uh, Jim, I don't know how you did it back in November. I really don't. Dude, COVID wasn't that bad, man. It was – the shot was worse. This uh, – today, man. Rough. I had my second shot yesterday. Felt okay. All the way through the evening and everything. Stayed up, watched some TV, hung out, you know. Didn't do anything abnormal. Drank a lot of fluids, though. Yeah. <laughs> Woke up this morning and was just like... Got yourself sleep, a Gatorade instead of a was, gun. Uh, yeah. Sleep was very restless. I was really exhausted, and the body aches just started to come on, like, throughout the day. Like, I would say probably probably from about 11 to 5-ish or so was the worst. Like, I know that's a really broad amount of time, but it was just Sorry. horrible. Yeah, it really was bad. Um, I'm feeling a little bit better now. Like my my knees, like even an hour ago, were just killing me. Mm. Like just achy, achy, achy. Just felt horrible. Now I'm feeling a little bit better. I don't know, man. It's weird. Um, but I'm glad I got my second shot. It means, you know, can maybe get back to somewhat normal stuff here as long as other people do, do the same thing, you know, and we all 
we all band together and do all this together, right? That's what I say, Jim. I say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I say, and, okay. Hey, you know what it mm. means? It, you know, Jim, think about this, man. We got to think about it a little bit better than that. If if you get your, your – you're in the midst of getting your vaccine, right? Like you already had your first yep. shot. Mm -hmm. um, and it took you out, right? Like for like a day or so? The two days, dude. Two days. Like I said, I was sicker from the shot than I was from uh, fucking COVID, dude. That was – I mean, to give some like inside, uh, that was the one – uh episode where you were going to be back and uh we ended up calling in sean right uh, like, he's like i can't stop booping yeah what uh what, what was it sean's crab shack was that it i think so that's awesome and we ended up calling sean in on uh emergency uh emergency basis to come in and uh uh, do some podcasting with us. What a trooper that Sean Crandall is. Yeah, he is. But, oh my God. Yeah. So, but what I was getting at was, you know, we all get vaccinated and it means we can start to maybe do some stuff together again. You know, like maybe we can, uh, oh, we can no get doubt. together, we can get together for a lunch coming up here soon, Jim. And hoping so. Yeah. And if uh, stuff goes well, maybe by the end of the summer, early fall, we can we can get together and hang out and maybe do uh, another podcast episode down at a shared universe. And uh, be nice, yeah. So uh, it, it's a means, right? It's a means, a means. To, a means to the end, or a means to a new beginning. Maybe how about that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is this going to be another difficult one, Dylan? It might How's be. How's it difficult? At least he's difficult. awake, man. Yeah, last week was a you little... Know? You were a little uh, out of out of sorts last week, I feel. Yeah, I was a little bit. Yeah. It's all good, though. Um, it's fine, man. Yeah. It's yeah, okay. It's all good. But it's like, maybe... Just maybe your opinion, man. Yeah, maybe if we're allowed to do stuff, uh, you'll see all of that information out on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Jim's BBQ Pod. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Jim's BBQ Pod. You can also email us at Jim's BBQ Pod at gmail.com or get the episodes fresh from the grill at www.jimsbbqpod.com. Don't forget you can... Um, Rate, review, and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast applications. Uh, as the as the big players in this podcast game say, wherever you may get podcasts from, that's what they always say. Is that what they say? That's what they say. Okay. Well, speaking of podcasting and and stuff of that ilk, <clears throat> um, there was a news story that came out this week, Dylan, that we were kind of talking about in the uh, pregame um, <laughs> about a in person the, that does in, a in podcast. What? In the pre? Yeah, in the pre. In the pre-show, in the pre-show <laughs> pre meeting. It just, it it's just, I've seen a video too many times where they just refer to like pre-come as just pre. So the word oh. is just ruined for me. They're so like, yeah, in the pre. 
Oh boy. Uh, In the before before episode discussion. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh so there was a there was a story that came out this week about um a guy out in Los Angeles that found shrimp tails. Oh yeah. His, uh, <laughs> shrimp tails. Shrimp tails. Yeah, so uh Kind of a bit of an interesting thing that occurred. And I think all of the stuff that occurred after that was even more interesting. Um, I know you said that there was some news that broke today on it. But yeah, there's a lot of background to this thing. (laughs) Oh, Um, it escalated so quickly. Okay, well, the, the guy that found these shrimp tails is a guy named Jensen Karp. Um, that doesn't sound fishy. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Well, do you know do you know who he's married to? Um, Mrs. Carp. Close. <laughs> he's he, married to Danielle Fischel from Boy Meets World. Yeah. Shut up. That's yeah. fishy too. Topanga. Danielle Fischel. Yeah. Topanga, right? Fishy. Yeah, Topanga. And he also. He does podcasting. That's why I kind of segued from that. Mm-hmm. But he also owns an art gallery in uh, the Los Angeles area called Gallery 1988. Okay. And I've actually been there. Um, mm. Years ago, when we were doing the street hockey thing and Kevin Smith was involved in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I remember hearing about this. We got invited out to LA to play street hockey, go to a Q&A show of Kevin's, and go to an art gallery showing. And mm. it was a art gallery showing of artwork based on the podcasts of the Smodcast Network. Mm. Mostly Smodcast, I believe. Did anybody so, did anybody buy any of the artwork? I know Kevin bought at least one or two pieces. Um, oh, do you mean people that I know? Yes. No. I was just curious. I, I don't believe so. So, yeah, so I, I'd actually been to the guy's studio uh, years ago. I mean, that goes back 2009. So, what, about 12 years ago or so? Maybe a little under that. Maybe 11 and a half years. Um, but there, there's been a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of weird social media interaction about this story and, um, them saying the fish or the shrimp tails were fake or, and cinnamon toast general mills came back and said that there was just clumps of sugar. And then this guy was basically outed as being kind of scummy towards women that he had been involved in with previously yeah it's brought it's it, it the the direction it took i mean i guess it's like not really surprising given the internet but uh 
it was very weird. I mean, the gist of it is that this guy, uh, Jensen, it's kind of funny. I didn't, I, it didn't, I didn't put it together. His last name is carp and he found shrimp. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, he was a child rapper too. Yeah. What? Wait. Hot Carl. <laughs> Jim, are you being serious? Can I just fucking remove Dylan? Like, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Why? Is that so bad? I just was like, oh, I just realized it. Because earlier, I, Mike's like, his, what did you say his name is, Mike? Jensen Carp. And I'm like, that doesn't sound too fishy. Oh, that went completely over my head. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. And you were like, and then you were like, like what's your name? And then you made what? a joke about Danielle Fischel. Yeah, and I'm like, fish yell, that sounds really fishy. You made you made the follow-up joke, Dylan. Did you totally forget wow. that you made the jo- follow-up crying. joke? He's crying. I'm not crying, I'm just embarrassed. Oh god. Tears you. coming out of your eyes, you're laughing so hard. I'm just I'm just so high right now. I'm sorry. Oh. You you, it's you all good, made like the follow-up joke about her name being Fischel after Jim made the joke about Carp, and then totally forgot that. Man, no, I just didn't put two and two together on that one. I was like, "Oh, haha, Fischel." <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, Dylan got high. Dylan was gonna make a reference to a story, but then he got high. Oh no, he's still gonna make the reference. Okay. Uh, then he got high. Then he got high. Then he got high. <coughs> All right. So what? What's the breaking stuff that happened today? Well, it wasn't. Was it? Um. Well, I guess it's all kind of like just coalesced into like one big thing now so like kind of all the articles are kind of telling the whole thing now so from point a to point z ish or whatever yeah whatever point it's at right now so Um, and also talking about the emotional abuse angle and yeah so essentially this started on monday and uh what was that the 22nd um and he posts about finding what appeared to just be like cinnamon crusted shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. And he brought it to Twitter and he was just going way back and forth, like with General Mills. Um, there were all these pictures that were coming up about it. And like, I'm re- I'm like, ah, this is wild. And then I think, of you know, eventually he like, they're just like, that didn't happen, but you know, he's saying it did, he found it. And then there was like some floss and another one. Yeah, it was like a giant sized box that, um, they got at Costco. Yeah. So it was like the, the big box with like the two separate bags, um, of the cereal. And apparently Danielle Fischel, the fish woman herself uh, found, the floss, found the floss in the uh, in the second bag. But so, I mean, they went back and forth with General Mills and, of course, listening to the radio and 
hearing a lot and seeing in the media, a lot of people being incredibly um, uh, not like they're, they're not believing the story. Like they don't think it's legit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, But essentially like they, they put out a, like general mills put out a statement, but he just kept pressing. Right. Um, I guess it was, uh, there was, a they were going to send him a box, uh, but that didn't happen. Well, then they were going to send him like an envelope so he could send particles back yeah. to them for testing. <laughs> and it was, and it was really weird because it, even though it's, uh, it seemed ridiculous. I think when the um, floss showed up, I started to be like, this is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Right. Um, where I was like, I feel like if this happened, other there would be other people talking about it. You know what I mean? Like it seems mm-hmm. like such a, like a specifically, and it's not like it's at like oh it's a restaurant and someone like a hair fell in. You know what I mean? Where it's like right, this that, is like food production type thing, like prepackaged food. Yes, not to comment on the status of that at all, or whatever, but. It seems a little it like once another weird thing showed up. I was like, that's kind of weird. That's kind of strange. It seems a little fishy. Yes, very fishy. A bit right. a bit uh, there. a bit maritime if you if you know what I yeah. mean. Um, I mean there there's a lot of questions of like how would shrimp be anywhere near the production of cinnamon toast crunch? Right, exactly. Yeah. Unless there's just like some guy that's just like eating his fucking, you know, pad thai, and he's just like throwing the shrimp tails off or something like that. Yeah, that could be. Um, but then, uh, but what was weird about it was that even though at that point I was like, maybe this isn't true. Like General Mills was going all in, and like their customer service seemed pretty lackluster. Which is also like I don't know. Also, it seems strange that they that a company would like the outreach for that would have been to please just like send us an envelope of this. I don't know. I feel like I feel like companies would just be like, nope. What we here? Just we don't want there to be any kind of scandal. Right. So, but I think it was at this point that people started to kind of call him out. But weirdly, like attacking his character. Weirdly, like it seemed to start as, I guess not weirdly, but that's how the internet works. But it seemed to start as people calling him out for essentially like stealing the bit because it's like already essentially happened. And uh, there's, but then some significantly worse things came out. Um, This is, referred to as a phrase called milkshake duck or milkshake ducking. Does it bring all the boys to the yard? Um, I guess it could. Hmm. Essentially what it is, is that like they use the idea of milkshake duck. It's like, well, what's milkshake duck. It's a cute, uh, wonderful duck with, that has a milkshake. Oh, it's milkshake duck. We love it. And then you just find out that milkshake duck is racist. So that it's bad. I don't really know. I guess it's just like some weird internet, like sort of, you know, analogy. Why, why is milkshake duck racist? 
Well, they're saying it's like you find out it's like, oh, it's so cute, it's so great, and then Milkshake Duck. Just oh, says, oh, I got yeah. you. After the fact, you find out there's some shadiness. Yeah, and I think you know, I don't know how good I don't know how good of a phrase it is to apply to a lot of things because just like there's just so much bad shit we found out about people, you know, over the years and whatnot. Um, but I think it, re- I think it kind of focuses more on like these kind of profiles and, uh, yeah. Then we just found out that this guy like kind of sucks and he's been very abusive to like previous people that he's been in relationships with. So, and not just like, it wasn't like a, like individual type, um, somebody harboring a grudge kind of situation. It was a lot of people came forward. Yeah. Yeah, so, hmm. I mean, it, 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 it probably lends some credence to it. The thing, the thing that I wonder about this, Dylan, is if you're, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say the word famous, but he's got some notoriety, right? Mm-hmm. People know who he is. Uh, people especially know who his wife is. Yeah. If it's you or I, and I, I, I was having this discussion with Liz last night. If it's you or I or Jim, and we we end up having we buy something from the grocery store, and it it's gone bad, we might do one of two things with it, right? Well, depending on the price of it, and depending on the next time we're going to go to the store, we may just toss it out. Yeah, like Liz had a, a can of soup that went bad. It's like a 50 cent can of soup. We're not going to fucking hold on to it. I bet you that soup was fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, it really wasn't because we had two two of them and the one was definitely bad. It was like there was something wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the same exact soup. Oh, okay. Whoa. Um, The same exact soup was bad? Yeah. Was it by the Jackie O's beer in the basement? (laughs) (laughs) Was it by Jackie O's beer in the basement? Oh my god! Like back like three or four years ago. Holy shit! Remember? Oh my Holy god! There's tainted beer. <laughs> I just love when he goes. I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> that was what? Mike that went. I'll be back, and you hear. Yeah. Nurse. I got tainted beer, Liz. Big tainted, big. T- She's like, what about big taint? <laughs> big taint beer. Big taint. Oh, big taint. But I mean, you'd probably do one of two things, right? You you wouldn't like sit there and go to General Mills online and bitch and complain to them. You might just go back to your local grocer or wherever you got the damn thing and just take it back right yeah i would just get a replacement and be done with it yeah if it was a 50 cent can of soup i'd probably just throw it away i mean well that's what we did i mean with the soup but like if if it's like a this big multi-pack of cinnamon toast crunch what is that like eight eight nine dollars maybe at the most i'm sorry but something tells me that if that jensen jensen carp uh is if something tells me he has more money than me. So I feel like $8 right. is like a drop in the bucket com- comparatively. For right. Me. Right. So you're going to, you're going to, um, 
post all this stuff on social media, basically get into a Twitter battle with General Mills. For what? What's the purpose? Like, what? what is this going to do for somebody like that? Like Keyboard warriors? But even, I mean, this guy that's got like this marginal celebrity, what does it do for him to get into a a battle with General Mills and then bring upon himself all this other scrutiny from all these other parties. What's well, the point? Why? Okay. Well, I don't want to like pat myself on the back, but like, do you guys remember when I got like stranded at the airport and I got into like, uh, and I was just tweeting back and forth with like United airlines and just kind of really being an asshole. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I did do that, um, but I would like to think that I haven't done too many bad things, you know, that it's going to get called out. And, like, honestly, I wouldn't have done that probably now, you know? Yeah, but, like, I don't know how many followers he had beforehand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you... I mean, I'm sure the number's grown exponentially since then. Well, yeah, and it's, like... You know, anytime you're going to be like a person who opts to put themselves on the platform, I mean, like that is like an essential part of the that's something you have to be like responsible for. And like it's definitely it's certainly, you know, harder for celebrities now because of like social media and whatnot, you know, like even earlier today, I was. I was listening to a podcast and they brought up like when Alex Jones like threw a temper tantrum at that barbecue restaurant and I rewatched it. And I was like, man, it's so wild that I'm just watching this man like make say insane, crazy shit. Like, right. and people are just laughing at him and he's like about to punch like a, a minor basically. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the, the one that the other one that came to mind and it was one that we, we know, we know the party involved was the too fat to fly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He was embarrassed and everything like that, but it's, and he was probably upset or pissed off or whatever, but man, I don't know that I would, me personally, like if I had that notoriety, if I would have actually taken that whole thing public. Well, thinking about like all the scrutiny that you would get from everybody, you know, that follows you and the media might pick up on that. I'm sure he didn't think of that initially, but then it ended up being like a big thing. Right. Um, No, I think, I think Kevin knows exactly what he's doing. And the thing is like, you know, Kevin's lucky in that there's enough people that like him where, you know, it could, it, 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 it kind of worked in his favor, uh, essentially. And I get why people would be like, you know, fuck you, you know, all that shit. Um, I think he definitely put a, a, a more positive spin on it. I mean, he did have like another person on his show to talk about a similar experience, which was, Oh, right. Yeah, Which was probably, like, honestly, the smartest thing he could have done. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. So people knew what was going on, and then it's like, well, now United doesn't want to look bad. I mean, that being said, 
fuck you. <laughs> they suck. They're still the worst airline. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I just I mean, think it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would put myself out there like that. I mean, I know when I got stranded in, um, in, in uh, Raleigh Durham airport, like that one time. And I mean, I, I shot a few tweets at, I think at the social media of whoever it was, maybe it was, maybe it was United or US Air or somebody, I can't remember who, but there wasn't anything they were going to be able to do. No, they really can't do anything in the moment. And um, I think those, I think honest, it's either just like a bot or it's somebody that they're just like, just no matter that's like, they're going to reach out to customer service anyway. And, uh, and I, and you know what I did, you know, but I don't know. I I think it's just like that. Like, it's like a combination of like, what else are you going to do? And you're just feeling like you're all revved up and it's just that brazen attitude. And like, you know, the thing is, like when it happens to people on like a regular scale, it like sucks because you know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to miss my flight. I have to get out for like a job thing, but up, but up, but up, you know, but like when it's celebrities and people of importance, you know, like I remember, I remember back, I don't know, like 10, eight, I don't know, like seven or 10 years ago or something like that. I don't know. Like one of the, I saw a guy, like a metal dude, Mike Portnoy, he like threw a temper tantrum because of like his service at like a a clinic or something, and he basically threw a shit fit, and he got a lot of flack for it because it's just like fuck off, dude. Like, like, dude, like, come on, like sh- you're showing your privilege like super fucking hard, you know. And uh, I don't know, I think so- it's tempered some people, but I think also like at the same time like we also catch people like on camera doing shitty things all the time and nothing happens to them so like this guy you know he went out of his way to to do this to kind of like right. seemingly pull the prank so i think people just were like fuck this he's lame and he's just stealing a bit just for some attention and even if he did just think it was funny like hey guess what people are going to talk about you and just be like oh that asshole's acting up again you know Oh, so you're you're saying that this is like something that he set up, like like a um, yeah. It seems like maybe he was like, oh, you know what would be really funny right now if I did this, Hmm. you know? Because it's like because if he because if because because as soon as he puts that picture up in you know on Twitter of the shrimp tails in there. Like everyone sees that. It's like, that's the picture. That's the only context you're seeing. So like you are pretty much like locked into like, this is the narrative, you know? Yeah. Once he sends it. Yeah. So people see that and it's, and it's like shocking and people get into it. So it's why it could be bullshit. And then um, it probably is bullshit. And then now people are like, oh, he's a shitty person. Yeah. I mean, he's got 200 currently. And I don't. I'm sure that number went up exponentially since this. Has two hundred and four thousand followers on Twitter. That's it. He doesn't yeah. even have like five hundred thousand followers. I mean, he's not Diary of Doom kind of famous, <laughs> dude. Diary of Doom is not even on Twitter. That's how famous That's we are. Exactly. I think you came up though. Um, you you said something, and it kind of struck me as maybe a uh, new occupation for Jim. Because you used a term 
you used a term of like like getting revved up about something. Mm-hmm. And Jim likes to rev people up. Oh, so, so Jim's Mitty, a rev you up. He's going to be a troll? No, so like what he does is like when somebody is like wronged on something, he's there to rev them up. Like he's like it's like a uh like a your contract employee where they contract you out to rev them up. You get them all worked up about the issue. What do you think? I mean, I think it, it, it might have some merit. I could do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. I can just picture Jim being like, you're going to deal with that bullshit, man? <laughs> go give them a piece of your fucking mind, dude. Like, I'll fucking go do it for you. And, he's like, and then Jim's like, and you don't want me to do it because I'll be embarrassing. And they're like, okay, okay, I'll go do it. I'll go do it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a job right up my alley. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I piss you off daily. I mean, come on. Got that right. Boy, did you see that eye roll and that <laughs> look to the sky? Look at the fucking head shake now. He saw the back <laughs> of his head. He saw his brain. Oh. Look at him all comfy, cozy, all achy, under his blankie, and comfy. Pillow back behind his head. Damn right. I'm surprised Duffy isn't laying there with you to comfort you. Nah, he's in with Liz, lying down in bed. I think, actually, uh, I mean, we're getting to the springtime, so, like, our uh, our windows will be going in. Uh throughout the whole house and I'll be able to get back into uh, recording in the other room. Yeah. It'll be nice. But I think I'm going to kind of redo like the desk layout in there and uh, do something a bit different in there. Kind of make it more like less the computer desk I've, I have in there. It's not very functional. I feel so I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to get rid of up it in the den, get rid of it and maybe simplify it a little bit at the same time. So I'm excited for that. Mike's mix. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make it so it's uh, big enough that like uh, we'll be able to do snackerface in there too. Mm. So Liz will be able to sit in there with me. It'll be cool. It's like your domain, man. Yeah. Uh yeah. But yeah, that that man, I I didn't know what to make of that. I I have no idea I about whether he somehow fabricated this whole thing but like the whole thing about him sending the tails off for testing and it's just like oh my god why would you i just don't understand why anybody would put themselves through that not from the sense of like having to deal with the general mills corporation you may contact them but contact them privately or whatever but why you would go through all of that even I mean, with some minimal, and I mean minimal notoriety that he has and some a little bit more notoriety that his wife has, why put yourselves through that? It doesn't make any sense to me, Dylan. No, it doesn't, because it's like, you know. What's the end game? Like, she's going to get dragged into it, too. Right. The kids get, like, I think they have a kid. Like, the kid's going to get dragged into it. And it's just like, dude, everyone, like, fucking hates you now. Yeah, it'll just be like my dad's fucked up. And then all this other news coming to light about him being a scumbag, you know? It's like 
Yeah, I feel bad for celebrity kids, man. They like have to deal with the fucking sins of their parents. Yeah, but wasn't uh, what was the quote in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? The internet's just given everybody a voice, and unfortunately, assholes choose to use that voice. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, man. That's how we've been yeah. doing this thing for uh, almost two hundred episodes. Yeah, yeah. For example. Don't you just wish everybody who like believes in stupid conspiracy theories would have just listened to our podcast and they're just like, and it's just like, well, like, listen, everyone's dumb because they listen to this podcast, but they're not like offensively dumb. They're just, everyone's just a little bit slower. I think the world would be a better place. Well, I'll tell you what, though, uh, speaking of conspiracy theories, if anybody figures out our cipher code on what we're really saying and cracks our that. Ci- our cipher code. Yeah, it cracks that thing wide open, and somebody like listens to an episode and puts it all together and, and gets the real message. That's when shit'll get crazy. If somebody actually like contacted us and was just like, "Guys, I have been listening to you since the beginning, and I have been piecing together clues, and I finally get the message," I would be like, "My man, bless you, but please stop. Like, you have. I am sorry. Well, I would be like, you boys, have to ask them what the message was. First. I'd be like, what is the message? <laughs> I would want to." It's like, can we have you on an episode so you can tell us what the message is? Yeah, I would have to know what it is first. And if they're like, yeah, it's you guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. Yeah, but it would be better if they came up with some really wild theory. Like it was some, just something really bizarre. Like, you know, as out there as like lizard people and shit like that. Well, I was about mm-hmm. to say, never mind the secret messages that i encrypt into the episodes something tells me don't even hear <laughs> something tells me that they would be like no 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 no. i thought about that but that would be too easy so obviously mike isn't a lizard it's a subtext and even if he is a lizard it's a distraction because that's not what is actually at work because the two people that are really behind it are jim and dylan <laughs> i was just gonna say that and they're the, the lizards. <laughs> no, no, no. And they go, and the fourth host. What? Sean? Sean Crandall? No, he's not the real fourth host. There's another fourth host. What's the fourth the host? Scenes? The fourth host is the one who actually controls the entire operation, having known what the lizard people were planning. Dylan and Jim are two of his are two of its operatives. So technically they are and it, and because the fourth host is a being of projected hard light, technically you and Jim are also not actually real, but you are in a visible level. Oh, okay, so we're just like uh, we're just like uh Robert Picardo on Star Trek Voyager. Kind of, but not really. I think they were working on that technology on Star Trek as well. That's what I think that there was some kind of project going there. I'm like, okay. And what's the ultimate end game? It's like, well, he's the fourth host. Hence he is using you and, and you are hosts for him. And the ultimate goal is for (laughs) Jim's face just turned blue. I think it's there. goes. Um, was Jim. What? Was this just like a thinly veiled way for Dylan to pimp his appearance on the Live Long and Podcast? Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, podcast. <laughs> Duh, dude. I'm a grifter. Did you do that yet? 
I'm a grifter. No, doing it tomorrow. Nice. So by the time you hear this, you'll have done it like three weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You can still go back and watch it, though. This is true. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I like okay. this idea that there's this being called the fourth host. <laughs> I, I figured if anything, given like the whole uh, love affair that Jim has with uh, brother Sean. I that, thought you were going to say time travel. No, that they were. You guys really, should really see how this thing ends though. They it's really were the two like ciphers. Well, actually uh, the thing is, that Jim, because because he and Dylan are supposed to represent, uh, you know, polar opposite feelings. Jim, uh, Dylan being peace and Jim being chaos, which which is hilarious because, quite frankly, Jim, I could be really mellowed out and Jim could be all revved up, and then I could be like, eh, yeah, I'm having a Dylan moment. And Jim's just like, dude, calm down. So it doesn't make any sense anyway. Because you are the rebellious side of the host projection, you've allied yourself with Sean. And thus you have you are declaring yourself the fifth host. What if Sean really is the maestro behind it all? That's the real end game, is that Sean actually does control all of this, and he's just assimilating you for the sheer uh to to consume your essence because it will give him access to all of the all of the planes of existence. Hmm. Interesting. I like this conspiracy theory, man. It's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen back to this and write it down. <laughs> I'll put it on the fucking internet. Cut this out, Mike. No, don't cut this out, Mike. <laughs> I'll listen back to this and go, oh my god, Dylan was so fucking high. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I'll be like, it's good. Good times, um, good times. Yeah. Dylan, did you have something else that you uh, wanted to discuss? I thought uh, you said you had a story. Oh, yeah, you did say you had a story for the pod. Oh, I thought I was going to sneeze. Oof. God bless you. No, I think it I think it was the... Um, Jensen Carp? The Jensen Carp thing. The, the Jensen the Jensen and uh, Topanga uh, fish story? Yeah. Um, I'll check. I'll I'll look through my history. Maybe it was, was that something. a was that a term <clears throat> with you guys that was ever used a fish story that meant like it was like a totally like made up like oh like uh, a, yeah, yeah I, um I didn't yeah. know if that was like something that like I heard in my childhood that somebody like I know made up or was that like a real thing. No, I think I think again that's like one of those phrases that kind of by the time it had reached um had reached my generation it was kind of on its way out but like i still had like see that's like that was like the one th cool thing about like having grandparents in the same house as your parents is just like those weird generational things but how like i would still i still sure. got it you know yeah. it just quickly turned into bullshitting you know or yeah lying but, <laughs> that that was one commonality that we shared dylan is is that uh when I was growing up, uh, my grandmother lived with us. Mm. Yeah. So actually I had a great grandmother living with me for a period of time too. So it was four wow. generations of people. Yeah. That was a time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was the Jensen carp thing that you, you wanted to talk about. I think it is. Yeah. So, oh, man, I don't know if I want to 
mention this story or not. I, I saw something. I saw something. Um, nah, I'll skip that one. Uh, so, um, yeah, you can always edit it out. Yeah, I know. I, I just don't know if I want to get into it or not. It, it, it's it's something a bit odd that uh, well, maybe I'll run it by you guys and see what you think. Um, so there's a um, there's a blues guitarist named Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Mm-hmm. You know, are you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blue okay. on Black. Yeah, yeah, that's his big song. <laughs> yeah, I think you've actually sung it before on the podcast. <laughs> Pretty sure I did. Yeah. Uh, so he recently came <laughs> under some like immense scrutiny. Oh, really? <laughs> and kind of like Jensen w- Carp. In some capacity, yes. Uh, he was supposed to be nominated for like a Blues Artist of the Year award. Okay. The the organization that uh, was going to present this award actually rescinded the nomination. Oh, really? Yes. It came to light that he had... Um, years ago, he's actually a, I mean, with his fame and the money that he's earned, he has become a collector of automobiles and, uh, growing up and being the age that he is, he was a fan of a 1980s television show called the Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, I know where this is going. (laughs) So he had the opportunity to purchase a the the vehicle a Dodge Charger with the General Lee paint job. Oh boy! Uh, yes. So the orange colored vehicle with the O one on the doors. I think the doors were even welded shut, like in the show. And um, the one aspect of it that uh, that you might cringe at nowadays was it had the Confederate flag painted well, on the top of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that tends to send a pretty open message. <laughs> he had bought this vehicle many, many years ago and he had filmed uh, some videos over the years <laughs> um, with various websites and maybe with his own social media and whatnot highlighting his car collection because he's got quite a few vehicles and that there happened to be videos that were produced uh, with his General Lee on display. Okay. I guess it, it, it came to be that like people that were affiliated with this blues organization rescinded his nomination because they felt that, um, his ownership of this vehicle and promoting it made him racist in some capacity. He actually, since his, I mean, several years ago, he he did a long Facebook post on this. He put the car in storage. He hasn't driven it in years. Uh, he actually had had the top of the vehicle repainted to get rid of the Confederate flag on it. Um, and he's done like a ton of like charity work for like a lot of the older bluesmen that are still around these days. A lot of them being 
African-American. So it, to me, it sounds almost like people may have jumped to a conclusion, maybe a little too fast. Well, did he, when he explained this, was it, was it articulate when he tried to, when he explained what happened? Because um, it was a totally like after the fact kind of thing where they did all of this stuff, took away the nomination and everything before he had time to respond to them. Hmm. I mean, I don't know anything about the organization. So like, yeah. you know, I, I understand, I, you know, I, I get the hesitation with it, you know, and like, yeah. you know, I definitely think that like the blues has sort of been co-opted by, um, you know, by white people and maybe uh, not sure, maybe not yeah. given the correct, cre- the credit that it's due over the years. Um, so I can, I can get that. I could get that, that angle of it too. Um, but, uh, I guess based on what you're saying is that it sounds like he kind of noticed what was going on around the world and said, you know what, I'm just going to put this away because this was, uh, maybe like this was a mistake I made in the past. Um, period piece. Yeah. And, uh, and now I understand that it's disrespectful and, uh, I don't know. He, and he painted over it because, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know where he was at that point in his career, you know, but um, right. it's, I don't know. It, I mean, if he, if he acknowledges that, yes, it is, it was a poor decision and it was bad. And if he's made some efforts to like rep, you know, to patch it up, so to speak, like, okay, whatever. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I can't really speak about the nomination because it's just like yeah. I don't really have I don't have any authority to say on that. It's just like if they think that it's just like ill fitting, then like that's the decision. Yeah. yeah, he just says, I have just learned that the executive committee of the Blues Foundation Board of Directors has made the decision to rescind my nomination for the 2021 Blues Rock Artist of the Year award. Uh, we've been told this decision has been made because in recent days concerns have been raised regarding one of the cars in my muscle car collection. This car was built 17 years ago as a replica and homage to the iconic car in the television series, The Dukes of Hazard. That CBS show was one of the highest rated and most popular programs of its era. And like millions of others, I watched it every week. In the show, one of the central characters was a muscle car, which displayed a Confederate flag on its roof. Years ago, I put that car in storage and car in permanent storage and some time ago, I made the decision to permanently cover the flag on my car because it was completely against my values and offensive to the African-American community, which created the music I love so much. And I apologize to anyone that I have unintentionally hurt because of it. I want to make sure I want to make something very clear and unequivocal. I condemn, condemn and stand in complete opposition to all forms of racism and oppression and always have. So very matter of fact, I feel like kind of statement. Yeah, I mean, I could still throw throw him some flack for being like, "Well, you should have gotten the fucking Confederate flag on your car." Yeah, I mean, you could have had the replica done without the flag on it to start, right? Right. Uh, you said yes. he bought it that way, though. Right, but he—I mean, he could have had it built like 
specially built. I don't know. The fact that he bought it as a fan of the show and the show wasn't a disrespectful show and the fact that he acknowledged and put it in a storage and covered up himself, you know, and him being a fan, I, I don't know. I think he, you know, I don't think he made the decision, a poor decision. He bought it as a fan of the show. And then, it sounds like he kind of, he was, it sounds like he was able to reflect on it, but didn't really right, say and regretted it. But yeah. didn't say anything about him. Was like, you know what? Let me put this away. So I don't right. know. Right, and then maybe maybe, maybe, maybe a some bit people of, found like yeah. videos online or whatever, and were like, "What the hell is this? And why do you have this?" You know, type of thing. Didn't realize those videos maybe were fifteen years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have it sounded like, like he know. corrected his yeah. his decision. Yeah. That's what's weird is that if the car's been in, it's like, it's not like any, it's, I don't, I, I feel like if Kenny Wayne Shepard was driving around in the General Lee in 2020 or 2021, that would have made headlines. Right. Absolutely. Like people would have been like, fuck this guy. Look at him yeah. driving around in his fucking General Lee thing. That would have Especially made Especially given some of like the incident incidences that have happened this year or this past year, you know? Yeah, exactly. Personally, you know what I would have done? Is hid behind a I brick wall, huh? Hid behind a brick wall. I could have, but I probably would have uh, worked with somebody to design a new logo, like with the uh, the red a rectangle that, like the what size it would have been, with like the like blue Dukes of Hazard, with like and, and there's similar would be been logos of this with like blue logo or blue letters with the stars in it, and just completely removed it, but paid homage to where it came from, I guess. Yeah. Or just kind of painted it I remember, orange. I remember years ago I was in, um, this was 2006. I was in Indianapolis <laughs> for a wedding and Liz and I happened to go into Walmart and they just happened to have a, I, I don't think I'd, I, there's no way I would wear this now. And I don't know why I bought it, but I did. They had a, Dukes of Hazard t-shirt and it was basically it was orange with the 01 and it said General Lee on it. I don't think I would buy that now. <laughs> no, probably not. He's just so fucking distracted. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he I think definitely like he fucked up in the past, but it just sounds like he didn't make a big public statement about it. It sounds like maybe someone talked to him privately about it and said, Hey man, that's not cool. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe the thing is like now it, it, it will, it won't, it doesn't look good because he looks bad. And then if they're like, Oh, didn't know that, <laughs> then they're not going to look good either. So it's like, right. Probably best case scenario that they could do right now is to just sort of like let it go and then touch base with him like a couple of years down the road. Sure. But sure. Yeah. I, I get why it's a sensitive topic, of course. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I don't know. It, it just doesn't sound like maybe there was an, enough discourse about it and just sort of like get right. some clarification about it. Cause it's, like it, it would like be a very would, quick like jump. It would be another thing if Kenny Wayne Shepard had been like going on like fucking tirades about like, you know, 
oh, the vaccine is a lie and Antifa was behind the riot or, you know, fuck Black Lives Matter. And it, it would be a completely different discussion if he had made his views clear about that kind of shit, you know. But if he's right. like, you know, I think there's an opportunity for like a conversation there. Sure. Well, I think the fact that he did it on his own without even, I mean, it's not like he drew attention to it either. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, he cor- corrected it, did what he did and put it in storage. You know, he didn't bring attention to it and said there were shrimp tails in his car or anything like that. He just did it and didn't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's just kind of the, that says, a lot about kind of the state of where we are now where it's like as it's like as soon as the information is readily available it's presented to you as opposed to like even you know 10 or 10 years ago like you still had to seek things out a little bit more but now it's just like everything is very rapid so yeah he made a mistake i think he made a mistake i think he, he yeah he goofed but he corrected it quietly and i don't know i'm not I'm not going to go into like, oh, he should fucking get it, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not up to me. You know, that's a conversation for them to have as adults. And again, I don't know enough about the committee because, you know, if they feel strongly about it, then you know, I'm not to just, you know, really disagree with that. So why? Well, I don't know. Is it? No, a, is no, it... Jim. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> did you not so notice that he had? Did you not notice that his shirt was like a brick wall before? Did you not hear me make the joke about him be hiding? <laughs> nope, I didn't hear wall? you. Nope, I didn't hear you make a comment. Oh, Dylan God. just toots us out. No, I literally don't remember hearing you say that. <laughs> uh, oh, I realized my shirt was green. I thought you had poop on your shirt, dude. Because, but it's the it, it's a couch, but it looks like fake poop to me. Someone's someone's uh, more uh, entertained by what he can do with his green screen shirt than uh, podcasting this evening. <laughs> what else is new? So, uh, Jim, I did learn something this week, and I thought you might be interested in this, considering you like to. I know you like to travel down to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's so unsettling. <laughs> the brick wall. I love it. All in all, you're just a, another, another brick, brick in, in the wall. wall. Jim don't need no education. That That is actually so true. <laughs> Jim don't need no thought control. Anyway, what'd you find? Until he gets his chip implanted into his arm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I I was watching some uh, YouTube this week, Jim, and I saw something that might uh, you might you might be keenly interested in knowing. Oh yeah. I know you like to travel down to Florida, mm-hmm. and um, I found out I've been making making these comments about like. You were talking about going to Texas, right? And yeah. I've been making these comments about a place that we didn't go to when we were in Texas uh, for the cruise that we went on. Busey's? Um, what? <laughs> Bucky's. 
<laughs> yeah, buggies. <laughs> See, I got that joke. <laughs> Anyway. You sees? Did you see his face? He was like, "Yes." <laughs> I'm like, uh, "Well, the thing was is that I was like, is he mispronouncing it wrong on purpose, or does he not realize that it's like a double entendre with a beaver named Bucky? Bucky Beaver? Yes. You don't know if that's his last name. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a bucktooth." Beaver, yeah, uh, yeah. God, so restrooms just, are clean. I will just never forget the emphasis that that guy put on, just like, and she's a manager at a Buggies, and they have the cleanest. Gas station restrooms. <laughs> I thought the guy died. I honestly did, or he was having a stroke. Could have driven a Mack truck through that fucking uh, pause oh, break. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so yes, Bucky's Jim. There's two Bucky's currently open in the state of Florida. One is in oh. uh, St. Augustine, which I think is up near Jacksonville. Hmm. There's another one that just opened up in Daytona Beach, and. Uh, there's another one slated to open in uh, Fort Myers, which is near Tampa, I believe. Nice. Yeah. So maybe if you make a trip to Florida soon, you can go to a Bucky's. Yeah, I'm hoping to go there sometime after my uh, second shot. So I it was funny. I was watching this video though, where a guy went to the like the ribbon cutting ceremony for the one in Daytona Beach, and he uh they had the um the governor of florida ron desantis uh, yeah he was there and (laughs) i was laughing i was laughing because he um he made a comment about the bathrooms being so clean nice (laughs) so apparently it's a thing they did have like the owner or whatever of bucky's at this grand opening ceremony thing, and he looks exactly how you would expect him to look. He looks did like he, the beaver. Did he look like the guy in the pool? Um, no. Nice. No, he was shorter, skinnier, but he had a big cowboy hat on. And oh, okay. Yeah, does look, he does he look like Lyle Lovett? <laughs> um, maybe with facial hair. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Lyle love it with facial hair. Yeah, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, but it was kind of a. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably like, damn, Dylan knows who Lyle Love it is. <laughs> I wonder if uh, I wonder if this guy is. Uh, I wonder if he's like on the uh, internet somewhere. Buggies. Oh yeah, there he is. There's this guy here. Okay. Well, yeah. Not yeah. Lyle Love it, but yeah. Yeah, he, he looks exactly how you'd expect the Bucky's owner to look. Hmm. Yeah. His eyes are kind of small. So, yeah, I saw that. I thought that was kind of interesting, Dylan. I, I mean, you go to the one near Jacksonville, you could uh, you could hit up. No, thanks. Uh, can I finish? Nope. <laughs> Sorge of the week. Yeah, you are. 
I meant you. Yeah, I meant you. I meant you. Um, you go to the one near Jacksonville. You could uh, also go to Whataburger. Mm. Yeah. I do like Whataburger. So you could get the full Texas experience right in Florida. Yeah. Whataburger. Yeah. What a booger. Yeah. So, uh, Dylan, I had one more thing that I thought might you might be uh, interested in uh, talking about. What's that? So, there was... Um, well, how do I want to phrase this? Um, so, my sister uh, runs oh, yeah. a theater group for uh, children. Um, and... She, I mean, it's it's basically like 365 days a year. She's doing stuff throughout the entire year. She does summer camps during the summer. Um, she she does these like one week camps, like during like uh, uh, school breaks, where like they'll they'll start out at the beginning of the week, and by the end of the week, they'll have like the full show <laughs> done, and mm-hmm. like. And they'll they'll put it on for like their family or whatever, and uh, she's done a really nice job with this, and it, it's great. And she's been getting a lot of publicity lately, um, because of where she's running it. And by the way, if anybody has children and they're in the Rochester area, um, I highly recommend checking it out. She not only does the theater stuff, but uh, she does also does. Uh, dance there uh i think tap ballet jazz she does all of those and she's uh i mean i think she's got a master's in that so and um she she also has a degree in education so she's kind of got like a lot of that stuff handled she's very well versed in all of those things she's the far more like artistically talented crandall than myself (laughs) or sean um just drop in a, a, a sound bit of Sean going, hey. Yeah. So uh, it's called um, Musical Theater Education, if anybody wants to check it out in the Rochester area. Uh, and she's running it out of a rather historic um, venue here in Rochester. Um, and it's a it's a old concert venue that uh, exists um well, and it, they haven't run any concerts there probably in at least 10 years. Mm. It's a place called the Penny Arcade. And it's a good name for a venue. It, it is. It was. Um, it's definitely hosting a lot different um, clientele now than it was then, though. So, I mean, imagine, like, you know, basically parents dropping their kids off to this basically like almost like a studio now, like a dance studio or theater studio to learn all of this acting stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to people in their twenties going there, getting their drink on and seeing in some cases, national touring acts of the day. Um, okay. So I want to give you some of the names that played at this place just to give you an idea and then put it into the context of what it is now. When was the when was it built? 
Oh, shit. I don't know. It was, I mean, it dates back to like the 40s or 50s. At okay. Least. It was a dance hall back then. Okay. So it, it's got like a lot of age on it. Hmm. Okay. Um, but if you can go back, if you think about, I'm just going to run through some of these. April of 1978, the Ramones played at this nice. venue. Yes. I, I'm I'm pulling this off of the setlist.fm site, which is sometimes a little bit handy to go oh, yeah. through. Love yeah. that website. Yeah. So, I mean, playing all sorts of songs like Rockaway Beach, Teenage Lobotomy, Blitzkrieg Bop. Sheena yeah. is a punk rocker. Yeah. All the classics. Yeah. Runs is like ACDC. They've just been, they were just playing the classics their entire, they're playing the hits their entire life. Yep. Fast forward a little bit. August of 1981. Iggy Pop. Oh, that's even better. That's rad. Yeah. Uh, For our uh, Canadian friends, October of 92, Anvil played. Anvil. So this was like definitely like a punk metal club. Yep. Uh, They played such songs as uh, Knob Tickler. (laughs) <laughs> I just had to name that one. Knob and touch. I, Remember knob and, uh, touching? Metal on metal, I believe, was the uh, tour that they were on. Do you remember knob touch? Do you remember no. that joke that we were making? No. Oh. What was that? I don't know, we kept saying it in Brantford one year. Like oh. uh, Jim McCutcheon said it. Oh, we were just like, oh, knob touch. You're gonna knob touch. It's uh. Knob uh, touch is a game played at concerts. How fitting! Where one positions one's knob to touch the rump of the girl in front of you. Often played in conjunction with word cheb touch. Word. Okay, so it's kind of a not nice thing to do. <laughs> oh wait, no, no it doesn't sorry. Sound like it at all. Well, alternatively, it's a frantic game involving at least two men. Where each, per- I think this is the one they were talking about. A frantic game involving at least two men, where each participant must attempt to touch the genitalia of the other participant for- before they themselves have their knob touched. Alludes to the fact that an individual, is- uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, that just doesn't sound good, does it, Jim? Mm-mm. You guys weren't knob touching one time when I walked in. You we're like, no. No, we just had almost as bad as docking. (laughs) Um, August of '83, there was two shows at at this venue. Uh, You had August first of '83, Motorhead played. Okay, and then uh, August nineteenth of '83, the Joe Perry Project played there. Pass, which which was uh, Joe Perry's solo uh, act that he was doing while he was out of Aerosmith. There was some more though. I went through this. It was it was pretty uh, amazing. Sabotage played in May of '85. Raven played in July of '85. Metal Church February of '86. Uh, oh, uh, UFO played in June of '86. Uh, Celtic Frost played in July of '86. Oh, that's dope, dude! Um, I love Celtic Frost. Uh, oh, you know what? That was a that was a two band bill. Voivod played on the oh, same dude, show. I love Voivod too. Yeah. Wait, I'm actually looking back at some of the more recent shows here because, like, I recognize these bands. So, like, 
Electric Six, Ailstorm, Soil Work, Rotting Christ. Really? Wow. Yeah. They're from Greece. Uh, Born of Osiris, The Faceless, Overkill. So, okay, so this just turned into a metal club. Necrophages. Yeah. Is, is this place big? It's pretty sizable. Yeah. Dying Fetus. July of 86, Anthrax played there. Blue Oyster Cult in August of 86. Suffocation. I'm going reverse, so I'm in like... Oh, here, here's one I thought that you would like. Uh, Slayer played in November eh. of 86. Eh, Slayer. Um, they started out playing... Uh, the first song was Raining Blood. Oh, hey, here's a band we all recognize. Goat Whore. Nice. Uh, Fate's Warning played. Vader. Uh, nuclear assault played. I saw that band. Epica, Firewind. That, that guy. Um, is nuclear assault the the one with the guy? He's the guy the, that works uh, at the the record the, archive. Yeah, Danny Loker, Necrophages. Yeah. Man, Maybe they have a lot of good shows here. Armored Saint played there. Yep, Halloween. Decapitated. Oh, uh, one of uh, Paul's favorites, King Diamond. Oh, one of my favorites too. I love King Diamond. Wow, that's a small place for a King Diamond show. Yeah. Oh, man. Killing Moon. Oh, Ingve Malmsteen played there. Ingve. Hot Tuna. Napalm Death. Creator. Exodus. Nile. Yeah. But Oh, here we go. Corrosion of Conformity. Oh, Pepper Keenan. Opeth. Strapping Young Lad. Nice. Great band. Wow, they've had a lot of good bands here pl play here. Bachman Turner Overdrive played there. Wow. Oh, the Stutter Band. Yeah. Amorphous. Cri cri yeah. Jimmy Borgier. Oh, Iced Earth. That's unfortunate. <laughs> that guy's been arrested for breaking into the Capitol. Super Joint Ritual. So it it was it was kind of funny. R.I.P. Um, that guy. Morbid Angel. Yeah, a lot of good bands. Anthrax. Ugh, Seether. Shia Lud. Thursday. Mastodon. Nice. Wow, that must have been early Mastodon. Yeah, it was kind of funny. They were talking a bit about it on the radio, and they were talking like, oh, my God. These shows that played there, and you can imagine the crowds, and then it's all like these little kids coming in there now. Yeah, it's all fucking like fucking. Oh, nice neurosis. Yeah, it, it cave in. Yeah, it's all fucking awesome. Uh, like metal bands. I mean, also like some fucking pretty crazy uh, metal bands have played there. <laughs> Spock's beard. What a name for your band, Pissing Razors. I've never heard of that. Obituary. That band fucking rules. Testament. We saw a Testament. Yeah. They were at uh, the Carolina, Carolina Rebellion. Rebellion. Merciful Fate, back in the day. I'm having so much fun reading this. Guar. Guar fucking rules. I think Sean saw Guar. Guar is fucking great. Fight. I think that was Halford's band. Ah, Paradise Lost. Right. That band yeah. fucking rules. Body Count. DRI. Fuck yeah. Cathedral. That band fucking rules. <laughs> Marillion. I think I'm kind of where you're at. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yep. 
Yeah. It's funny how it's it's it, you can see like the change where it goes from like the hard rock and then sort of hair metal and then it just turns into like just yeah whatever fucking metal band wants to play here can play here right yeah but it was kind of kind of neat to look back because they were they did, is it a seated theater um I think she's got like folding chairs and stuff that she can okay. put out um but um. It's, I mean, it's the floor is like completely empty, uh, but I think she puts chairs out for people that, uh, like when they do like their full productions. Mm. I mean, with the um, with the uh, restrictions still in place here, uh, because of the pandemic, it, she hasn't really been able to have like like full like right capacity of people coming in to see the like their kids and stuff in the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they'll do like limited, uh, limited ones, but yeah, they do, they do pretty good. I mean, then, you know, like when they're able to have everybody, then they get like, um, they get, you know, like the whole family comes to see, you know, little Susie in the production of whatever, you know, <laughs> right. James and the giant peach or whatever show they're doing, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, it's definitely, it was cool. She's been in the media a couple times kind of promoting it just because this venue hasn't been in use in a number of years. Right. And she was looking, she was down the street at another venue and she moved to this place. And it's actually, I think, like in a better location for her because it's right near, um, it's right near like this huge park and, um, when they do like the summer day camps, I mentioned they'll go to the park and whatnot and maybe do like picnics and stuff like that for lunch, mm-hmm. things like that. So it, it works out nice for her, I think. And plus it's got like better parking and whatnot too for, her. but yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like I was saying, she was in the media a lot about it. And then it was funny. I was listening to uh, a local morning radio show. Um, and they brought it up and they were like, oh my God, this is kind of weird given the history of this venue. I want that- like, I want the dude from Cannibal Corpse to just be like, yeah, I used to play here a bunch of times. Could I be in your adaptation of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? <laughs> I would like to be the birds. Maybe. Maybe his kids. These are my kids. They'll be the dwarves. The killer dwarves. Dwarves, dwarves, not dwarves. Killer dwarves. Yeah. Uh yeah, so the the radio show I was listening to, they were talking about like, oh my god, like it's so weird to see like not only that this venue is being reused, but what it's being reused for. And then to like look at that history and all those bands that you named off and I named off, and like the debauchery that must have happened there. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure that there were some crazy nights. I'm not arguing that, but I, I also feel like maybe it wasn't as crazy as you think it was. I know in the eighties, I bet there was some excess going on probably in the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. This was like a total, I'm looking at pictures of it now. Yeah. This isn't, this is bigger than St. Vitus for sure. But, uh, oh yeah. There you go, crowbar. Yeah, there's definitely like some uh, 
some vintage uh shows i'm sure you could dig up on uh on youtube, YouTube by now yeah yeah this looks like kind of your average size like local hole that you would yeah. go to um god these some of these pictures are really fucking funny oh i bet like just seeing people in the all right oh no that's three heads <laughs> huh. I mean, I think it's pretty cool, you know? I, I do, too. I mean, I, I think it's a great opportunity for something to, like, get, like, a new purpose. It's funny. Then, like, halfway down the page, it just turns into, like, l like the co like the webcomic uh, Penny Arcade. And I'm like, well, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, cool. Like I said, uh, if you're in the Rochester area, musical theater education, you can find them on uh, Facebook or whatever. and. Uh, I think it's also they do like the initials MT Ed, so look that up and check it out. It's it's cool, but like the venue, I mean it it's so it's so neat. Like and you you know like you walk through there and you could definitely see that it's got like that vibe to it, mm -hmm. and it was like that that place that people would go to to see those bands back in the day. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe there might be a future uh, Jim's BBQ appearance there or something. That would be metal as hell. Yeah. You never know. Maybe do a couple of shows up here in the rock. Maybe. Yeah. We shall see. Anything else we want to talk about tonight? I got nothing else. Unfortunately, no. All right, here you True. Yeah, you only got like 17 different podcasts you're doing now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, you should listen to the episode I just did with uh, my friend Nathan, where we talked about the Ernest movies for two oh, I saw, hours. I saw you Ernest posted that. Two fucking hours on Ernest. Well, no, like an hour and a half on Ernest and then like 30 minutes of Batman. Oh, I don't know, man. I haven't watched those Ernest movies in a while. I feel like I might be lost. They are ah. quite stupid, but I They're didn't funny. hate them. Exactly. Ernest They're, they're entertaining. Movies. Ernest Scared Stupid was pretty good. Ernest Scared Stupid and Ernest Goes to Jail were probably the ones I liked the most. What about Ernest Goes to Camp and Ernest Brings It On Again? Uh, oh, wait, I did that not. Was bring It On. That was. A I did not like one. Camp. Um, I thought Saved Christmas was was decent, and uh, but I liked Scared Stupid and Goes to Jail the best. Scared Stupid is probably my favorite. I didn't watch whatever. Talk one about a dude there. that just. Fell into a niche for a little bit. That like was if that would here, if man. that would have happened in today's day and age, he would have had a video on YouTube and been done in two weeks. Oh yeah, totally. He was sleeping. Like dog. he had the he had like the same success as um, like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. If you think about it, like they they like evolve from the being on the show full house into the, like this fucking home video empire where like they put out all these stupid fucking made for home video <laughs> oh, yeah. movies. Oh yeah. I sold a those. fuck ton of them yep. and they ended up fucking like billionaires or whatever because of those videos. And now yeah. They, they had like, like, yeah, they had like 20 of them at the fucking, uh, like, uh, the local, video stores back when that was a thing yeah i mean he's kind of like in the same boat in that regard like he just kind of like you could just put Ernest into any situation 
Yeah. And Ernest and goes to the bathroom. Like book it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah That's why sure. I called it Ernest as a retrospective. Yeah. Ernest P. Warrell at your service. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I think you know uh, what I mean. I think hey, Jim's, gonna, Jim's gonna go and watch all the Ernest movies now. <laughs> Jimmy, why don't, you, Jimmy why don't you help me out and give me a give me a little pep from the, give give old Jimmy a hey it's me it's me it's me Jim Jim Varney talking to you from the dead go watch my movies man I I found out that like he was a a lifelong smoker but he's never he was as far as I know never photographed like smoking a cigarette because he never wanted any kids to know that he smoked conscientious dude. Yeah. Well, why don't we get out of here for tonight? Yeah. We're, uh, what? 197. Closing out episode 197. We're, yeah, we're three instant. away. Three away from 200. Jay. Is that really where your cat is right now? Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. He's far more engrossed in the podcast than Jim is. Wow. Oh, it's true. Let's stand true. Yeah, we're three away from episode 200, Dylan. Yeah, so, yeah, we got some plans in uh, in line for that. I'd like to see maybe Jim uh, uh, maybe uh, coordinate some plans uh, on our behalf with uh, a new podcast venture that I've been uh, listening to some of. Oh, yeah? Yeah. With our that? friends over at What the Fan Fickety Fuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. They're so wait a, a minute. Is is the fuck censored in the title? Like, does it have a little asterisk in, where the it, U is? It it is, I think. Okay. Well, then that uh, that's on brand for them. Yeah, because they bleep out everything. Dude, that's so fucking funny. They're so adorable. <laughs> have you listened to it? No, but just based on what you've told me, that's so. Like, did, yeah. did they have more episodes up or just the one? Uh. Three episodes now. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll tune in tomorrow. Yeah. One was like this whole like um, it was it took place in the world of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not and, surprising. And Daisy was in in it, and she had like really bad flatulence and destroyed like the whole Mushroom Kingdom because <laughs> of her flatulence. Yeah, that sounds about right for uh, fucking like internet fan fiction based on video games. Yeah. But I think uh, Jim needs to work on uh, maybe uh, us doing crossover. a crossover episode with those boys, dude. I that sound that would probably be a lot of fun. Um, shit, I that's gonna be hard for it would be hard for me to sit through that just because of how ridiculous some of those are. Oh come on, you could do voices and oh I know that's what I'm saying. Like uh, it would be funny. Oh yeah. Like that's my sh- that's my shit. I- I'm mm. really looking forward to the Star Trek thing. Yeah, don't forget uh, check out Dylan. Uh, well, you you'll hear this after the episode airs, but you can go back and rewatch it. Um, what it's um, live long and podcast. He's doing a live uh, uh, script reading of a uh, what 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 uh, version of Star Trek is it? Is it Discovery or it's Voyager? Voyager, uh, Star Trek Voyager episode, and you're playing uh, Picardo. 
yes, I'm playing uh, Robert Picardo's character, which is uh, the doctor. Um, in addition to that, I'm also playing Satan's robot. And I'm also playing the doctor in the simulation part of the episode uh, where he is the president of Earth. So I have some ideas as to how I'm going to present these characters. I hope it goes over well. I'm skipping the rehearsal <laughs> because I, wanna, I don't want anyone to know what I'm going to do. But yeah, it should be a, a good time. So tune in. It'll it's on. It's going to be on. I mean, this is a, this is going to come out after it drops, but like. You can go find it over on the Live Long End podcast page. It'll be the March 27th episode. I'm sure somebody's pointed this out, right? That, I mean, in this universe of all these Star Trek shows, they had a character named Picard, and then they have one named Picardo. No, no, no. That's the actor's name. But still kind of similar oh i thought that was the character's name no, like, no 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 oh, wait, no are they like really that like hung up no on fucking it, names? no 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 the actor's name is robert picardo oh oh i thought that was like the character's name i'm like jesus christ like they, they name one character picard the next one is picardo come on mike come on how the fuck would i know that i don't watch star trek jeez yeah, his Jeez, name is just man. his name is just the doctor or EMH, the, the emergency doctor. the emergency medical holographic program. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, check that out. Um I'm sure Dylan is was fucking hilarious in it. Um <laughs> as he always brings it. Just like he does it tomorrow. <laughs> Fast forward. Well, but, Dylan's been canceled. <laughs> what? Well, I know it's tomorrow, but this episode won't come out until after tomorrow, Jim. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. You you extol the virtues of liking time travel and whatnot. You can't fucking think past that a little bit. Uh, sorry. Uh, when you do the real thing, it kind of, those kind of things just slip by you. <sighs> All right, enough of this. I'm going to go play fucking Gears of War. Yeah, don't forget, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jim's BBQ Pod. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Jim's BBQ Pod. You can also get the episodes fresh from the grill at www.jimsbbqpod.com and email us at jimsbbqpod at gmail.com. I also wanted to say thank you for visiting Jim's BBQ. Where not only will you get the whole shrimp, but you can leave the tails for us to clean up later. Thanks. I was just going to be like, thanks for visiting Jim's BBQ, where we've got cinnamon toast shrimp on our on special tonight. <laughs>